0: Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,408 with a release date of Friday, December 22nd, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Hams help restore a broadcast station signal. A campus in India becomes an emergency response hub. And once again, Newsline's holiday gift to listeners around the world. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,408 comes your way right now.
1: Ho, ho, ho. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur radios independent on the air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Union, Kentucky, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. We begin this week with another
0: story of amateurs to the rescue. Hams know that without an antenna, a station has no voice. So when a small broadcast station in Northern California needed help, amateur radio was there. Kids Peterson, KC0DGY, picks up the
2: story from here. Because of amateur radio, a community radio station, KNYO, is going to start the coming year very differently from the way it did this year. Eleven months ago, the low-power FM station in Fort Bragg, California, lost its antenna after the collapse of a 70-foot pine tree which was being used as its tower. The FCC authorized a temporary fix that authorized the antenna to be installed on a mast one-third that height, putting the all-volunteer station back on the air. Then, an October thunderstorm struck, and the signal went silent again. That's when hams from the Mendocino County Amateur Radio Communication Service, NC6MC, stepped in. After station volunteers could not determine what had gone wrong, the club's president, Derek Hoyle, KE6EBZ, sent over a team to help investigate. The hams discovered that the antenna had been struck by lightning during the storm. The lightning arrestor was damaged, and several connectors had been knocked out. Repairs quickly got underway. In a commentary posted on the RadioWorld.com website this month, the station's manager, Bob Young, publicly thanked the hams for using their amateur radio expertise to restore the community's voice. Bob wrote, quote, The KNYO Fort Bragg antenna saga serves as a testament of the power of community and the generosity of individuals who come together in times of need, end quote. Hopefully 2024 will begin with a smoother operation and better weather for station KNYO. If not, amateur radio is standing by. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. The excitement over the launch of Ireland's first
0: satellite gained a great deal of momentum from a contest the European Space Agency launched at the same time. Who would receive its first signals? Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, tells us, because the results
3: are in. Hams from around the world responded enthusiastically to an invitation from the European Space Agency to be the first to receive radio signals from AirSat-1 after its launch on the 1st of December. The Educational Irish Research Satellite, a two-unit CubeSat from University College Dublin, is a Ham Radio satellite and an educational satellite that took to the sky from a California launch pad on the 1st of December. The ESA announced the winners from each continent there were no entries from Africa. Winners were the first to send in confirmed signals. The ESA said it would send a QSL card and a small prize to each of the winning amateurs. All others who sent in confirmed reports will receive QSL cards as well. This is Jeremy Boot, for G4NJH.
0: For a list of the winners and to learn more about Ireland's first satellite, see the link in the text version of this week's Newsline Report at arnewsline.org. A former president of Radio Amateurs of Canada has become a silent key. We have the details from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
3: Radio Amateurs of Canada has announced the death of a former president, Daniel Lamoureux, V2KA, who became a silent key on the 2nd of December. Daniel's tenure with the RAC included roles on the administrative and financial committees. He'd also served earlier on the school selection committee for ARIS and was active supporting the growth of amateur radio in space and amateur satellites in Canada. Daniel was also active on the local level, serving from the mid-20th century to the early 21st as president of the RAQI, Radio Amateur du Québec, Inc. He was 79. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH.
0: As NASA advances toward using laser light instead of radio to enable more rapid, efficient deep space communications, a Jet Propulsion Lab scientist's Tabby Cat helped prove that this option has real possibilities. A 15-second ultra-high-definition video of the cat named Taters was successfully beamed from NASA's Psyche spacecraft earlier this month, traveling 19 million miles, or 30 million kilometers, in less than two minutes to Caltech's Palomar Observatory. The images traveled at 267 megabits per second, the maximum rate. Scientists praised both the speed and the quality of the video, which was transmitted on the 11th of December. NASA recently released the images, pleased that the experiment achieved its goal to show that data can be sent from space at rates that are more than 100 times greater than radio systems now in use on spacecraft. Of course, no one asked for Tater's opinion about laser, but the cat's feelings were evident from the video. The graphics contained in the images displayed the cat's heart rate, color, and breed, while showing Tater's engaged in a favorite activity, chasing a beam of light from, what else? A red laser pointer. The campus of a technical institute in one part of coastal India is now a hub for emergency communication. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, takes us to the scene.
4: An amateur radio project at the National Institute of Technology, Kanataka, has transformed the campus into an important nexus for ham radio emergency response in the coastal areas of the Dakshina, Kannada district in the Indian state of Karnataka. The cutting-edge resource is known by the acronym SEARCH, standing for System for Emergency Assistance, Response and Communication Hub. A dedication ceremony held on December 11 showcased a variety of antennas, including the hex beam HF antenna, spider beam HF antenna, tri-band JK Yagi antenna and dual-band VHF UHF diamond antenna, among others. The Control and Command Centre for Communications is housed by a number of nearby units of portable container housing. Many faculty members, including those in transdisciplinary research and development, help bring the project to fruition with help from the Mangalore Amateur Radio Club and hams in Manipal and elsewhere. Students and staff at the Institute will be able to get on the air using Amateur Radio Club callsigns VU2REC and the contest team callsign AT3K. In an announcement he provided to Newsline, Raj Umesh, assistant professor in charge of the transdisciplinary R&D, said the roles of the search project are not limited to disaster response. It will be an educational hub that is also capable of providing coastal regulation zone officials with data that will aid environmental management decisions. The system has various applications built in that monitor water and air quality and observe such conditions as erosion. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB.
0: When it comes to radio, there's often very little gap between the amateur and professional realms. When it comes to radio, there's often very little gap between the amateur and professional realms. A short video created by two hams about two-way radio systems for business use is making the rounds of social media, shedding the kind of light that hams find useful too, as we hear from Patrick Clark, K8TAC.
5: Executive Producer Mark Abrams, WA6DPB, Co-Producer Mark Litica, KE6TNM, and Producer-Director Keith Solomon call their 15-minute video, The History of Two-Way Radios. It gives a glimpse into the earliest personal handheld radios of the 20th century, the evolution of repeaters, and ultimately, the development of networked and trunked repeaters. The narrative combines a technical overview with a short history lesson. Its screening in September at the Keynes Corporate Media and TV Film Festival garnered it a Silver Dolphin Award, one of the festivals top corporate media honors. No, it's not a full-fledged theatrical film, but it does feature some lighter moments, including a cameo appearance by Bigfoot. So clearly the dialogue is not just talk about tech. Mark Lideka told Newsline in an email that the video's story of the modern networked trunking used by Mark Abrams' California business, Mobile Relay Associates, holds particular interest for amateurs, especially as HTs increasingly make use of the digital modes. He said, quote, It has been a mystery to most hams and it was one of our focuses to make the concept more understandable. End quote. The YouTube video can be seen following the link in the text version of this week's newscast. This is Patrick Clark, K A T A C.
0: Time for you to identify your station. We are the amateur radio newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the AH6LE repeater in Beaver Creek and Wilsonville, Oregon, on Sundays at 6 PM local time. Presenters are needed to discuss the challenges of amateur radio and digital communication for attendees at a February conference in Utah. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, tells us what the organizers have planned. The Utah Digital Communications Conference unites amateur radio operators and the world of makers with an eye towards exploring the latest in cutting-edge technology. Organizers are looking for presentations to be made on any number of topics, including the use of digital modes in emergency situations and the various roles a do-it-yourselfer can take on. The topics can be geared to beginners as well as those who are more advanced in digital technology. The conference is happening in Sandy, Utah on the 3rd of February. Activities will include fox hunting and operating from a get-on-the-air station that uses DMR and FT8. If you wish to present on a related topic, visit the conference website to find more details. The link is in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Although we're still finishing up 2023, a group of de-expeditioners is already making big plans for 2024, and their island destination isn't exactly rough wilderness. We
1: hear about it from
0: John Williams, VK4, JJW.
1: Vanuatu has everything a traveling amateur could want. A beachfront for activating, scenic views, and, well, an an airport served by commercial airliners, along with luxury rental housing and electric service. The Southwest Pacific country is popular with DX hunters, however, and the YJD Expedition is heading there to Effate Island in October of next year. The team leader, Van Herridge N4VGE, is accepting applications for the 14 day trip, which is being timed to coincide with the CQWWDX phone contest on October 26th and 27th. The group is looking for three or four more experienced amateurs, and yes, spouses are welcome. Per-person cost for the group of eight is expected to be less than $5, US dollars and includes the cost of housing, insurance, meals, a car, and of course a round-trip flight. For details, send an email to Van at vanheridge at gmail.com. That's V-A-N-H-E-R-R-I-D-G-E at gmail.com. This is John Williams, VK4JJW.
0: The Bouvet Island 3 y 0 KD expedition set for January 2025, will have a three-person team of operators and a four-person support team during its 21 days on this coveted DX island. But... There is yet another way to get involved in being on the air with the Bouvet Island team. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF explains.
4: The Bouvet Island D de- expedition is adding remote operation to its plans for this very remote island. The team announced on its website that veteran D de- expeditioner George AA7JV will be involved with the remote operating team and will design, test and provide the radio system and power supply. The remote operators will be able to activate on the 30-metre to 10-metre bands. The team is looking for CW and FT8 Ops with remote station operating experience. The long trip to the island is not required for this activation. If you are interested, contact Kenneth Opskar, LA7 GIA, by email at kenneth at opskar dot N-O. This is Jim Meechan, ZL2BHF.
0: In the world of DX, listen for Luca IV3JVJ and Ivan IK3ZAQ operating as 3B9AT from Rodriguez Island, IOTA number AF017, between the 27th of December and the 6th of January. They will operate sideband CW and FT8 on 80 through 10 meters. CQRZ.com for QSL details. Michel F8GGZ will be on the air as TM100GE on the 22nd to the 31st of December. The special call sign is in recognition of the 100th anniversary of the death of French civil engineer Gustave Eiffel, for whom the tower in Paris is named. He is also known for his involvement in the construction of the Statue of Liberty in New York City. QSL via the Bureau. Listen for Gert, PA2LO operating as J8TT from St. Vincent, Iota number NA109 from the 26th of December to the 5th of January. He will operate sideband, CW, and digital modes on 40 through 6 meters. cqrz.com for QSL details. Edmondo VA3ITA will be on the air holiday style as PJ7 stroke VA3ITA from St. Martin, Iota number NA105 on the 24th through the 31st of December. He will operate sideband in the digital modes on 40 through 10 meters, QSL via Logbook of the World only. The Newsline family, like many families, has its holiday traditions. Once again this year, we'd like to share a treasured one with you, our listeners, along with our best wishes for this festive season and the days beyond. It's the poem The Night Before Christmas Shack, adapted from Clement Clark Moore's classic A Visit from St. Nicholas by an unknown author. It is brought to life and to your ears by Newsline's own Jim Dameron, N8TMW.
6: "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shack, "'the rig was turned off and the mic cord lay slack. "'The antenna rotor had made its last turn. "'The tubes in the linear had long ceased to burn. "'I sat there relaxing and took off my specs, "'preparing to daydream of Armchair DX. "'When suddenly, outside, I heard such a sound, "'I dashed out the door to see what was around.' The moon shone down brightly and lighted the night, for sure propagation for the low bands was right. I peered toward the roof where I heard all the racket, and there was some guy in a red fur-trimmed jacket. I stood there, perplexed, in a manner quite giddy. Just who was this stranger? did it? da ah, da did it? He looked very much like an FCC guy who'd come to check up on some bad TVI. I shouted to him, "'Oh, man, QRZ! Hey, you by the chimney all dressed up in red!' I suddenly knew when I heard sleigh bells jingle. The guy on the rooftop was Jolly Chris Kringle. He had a big sack full of amateur gear, which was a big load for his prancing reindeer, transmitters, receivers for cabinets and racks, some meters and scopes, and a lot of coax. He said not a word, cause he'd finished his work. He picked up his sack, and he turned with a jerk. As he leaped to his sleigh, he shouted with glee, and I knew in a moment he'd be QRT. I heard him transmit as he flew o'er the trees, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, 73! Ho, 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 ho! Reporting for Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW.
0: Earlier this year, Newsline launched its Haiku Challenge, inviting listeners to share their impressions, thoughts, and experiences in amateur radio by using the traditional form of Japanese poetry. This is a just-for-fun kind of challenge, because bringing you the news shouldn't be serious business all the time, right? Our Newsline crew is now looking over the group of winners chosen for each week thus far, and next week we will announce the top haiku among them. The author will have the option of reading it on the newscast, or if they'd rather not, we'll read it on the air for them. Be listening. Meanwhile, if you're inspired to write a haiku this week, please submit it. We will include it in our selection of haikus for 2024. Follow the rules on our website at arnewsline.org. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Bihar K7DB, 425DX News, Radio Amateurs of Canada, ShortwaveRadio.de, Wireless Institute of Australia, Van Herridge, N4VGE, YouTube, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen eve murray Katie to gut at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Union, Kentucky, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.